Hello, friends, and welcome to the Cosmic Fire Podcast. I'm Phoenix. I'm Kairos. And we are your hosts on this, uh, I want to say Aries New Moon, but we're actually recording this on a very dark Pisces moon. <laughs> it's the most satanic day of, of the, the year. year. <laughs> actually, just of the month. Yeah. According the, to that app you have. Yeah, the Moon app. I love it. It's so good. If you ever wanted an app to tell you about what's going on with the Moon, get the Moon app. It's going to let you know that the 29th day of the lunar month is the most satanic day of the year. Yeah. I mean, not actually of the year, of the month. Yeah. And, and there's a whole lot of stuff you shouldn't do. Yeah, divination is forbidden. Sorcery. You know, you got to look out for sorcerers and witches or something like that. Yeah, it's the day Hecate. when sorcerers and witches are like <laughs> all out, you know, which is probably true. I mean, in some yeah. level. Yeah, probably true. Um, yeah. Anyway. But oh, we I do think have that, an Aries new moon. We do. And we should talk about that because we're going to be very focused and we're just going to lead you through this podcast like a good Aries ramming on <laughs> Like a ram getting ready to jam a lamb. Am I right? Yeah. That's a, a genius lyric right It there. really is, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we so we recorded the first half of this podcast already, but the engineer forgot to hit record. <laughs> yeah, you missed out on a whole bunch of stuff like, you know, Uper oh, culture, like yeah. driving down south, uh, seeing billboards in Florida. Man, it was exciting. Yeah. We'll have to yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's out there somewhere. It's you have to tune into our psychic channel and pick up on that one. Uh, do a little time travel, you'll find it. But uh, starting the month with an Aries new moon. It's just been a fucking crazy day. Can I say that? Oh yeah. Is everybody else like just feeling like the last week or so has been fucking bonkers? I am. <laughs> I mean, also because of the weather manipulation stuff, you yeah. know, it's like, it, I, mean, I haven't even looked at what, whether New Orleans got hit by another tornado. They were kind of threatening that. Dude. But, um, you know, the weather here was so psycho. Yeah. Like these, I don't even know, 70 mile an hour winds coming through. Crazy. And, yeah. Yep. So there's that going on. We've been having all this weird stuff happening with the tech. I mean, we were sitting here for what, like half an hour, maybe, like trying to get that weird delay off of the yeah. sound. I, anyway. I don't know why it went away finally, ugh. but I'm well, grateful. Yeah, me too. So what's up? Thank you. Whoever uh, figured that one out. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. get into it. Okay. So one of the things we talked about in the last forecast, the Pisces new moon, yeah. was, you know, the potential for mass illusion being generated mm. and you know i was saying that i thought right around ostar the aries equinox that things were probably going to get a little bit more i don't know out of the ethers and into the kind of physical material world mm. don't know you know i mean yeah some hit and miss with that um definitely we nailed it on the illusion thing i mean it's just i feel like we are to quote joe walsh living in a world of illusion. <laughs> um, I kind of like Joe Walsh. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's like a new PSYOP every day. And yeah. it's just it's just crazy. You know, it, if you don't have tools to be able to discern for yourself what's real and not 
what's not real. Like, I just don't even know, like, how you can survive in this world right now. It's like with, with all the bullshit that's going on. Yeah. It's crazy. Well. So if you feel like you could use some more discernment tools, you should get in touch with us because we've got some pretty good ones. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. also just turn off the damn any corporate news, any corporate like also, internet, yeah. you know. Just yeah, get off of that get stuff. Get off of social media. Get off the news. Throw away your TV. Dude. Kill your television. We've been telling you to do it since the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another great uh, Chili Peppers song, by the way. Kill your television? Yeah. Throw, oh. yeah. throw away your television. It's a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> it, is it is all right? a repeat, It's man. all a repeat, They man. just trot out the same bullshit over and over. And, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, there's a sucker born every minute. Somebody's going to buy this <laughs> bullshit and be able to fleece some more suckers for their money. It, it works every time. You just happen to be coming along at the right time is all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. we digress. Yeah. So Aries New Moon, right? Yeah. Starting the month. So I really feel like this is going to be the turning point, you know, in some ways. And. Um, I don't remember her name, Pam Chiampi or something like that, who writes the forecast for Llewellyn um, Astro Calendar. But she's mm-hmm. like really excited about April and I think even into May. And, you know, she's been pretty dead on about like the last couple of years. So I didn't read that before because I always did Jim, Llew- Jim Llew- uh, what's his name? Jim Maynard. Yeah. Maynard A. Maynard. <laughs> oh, Maynard. You don't know how many times I got called Maynard in high school, eh, with my last name. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, she, you know, and I, and looking at the astrology, I do feel more, I'm kind of guardedly optimistic, you know, just, um, but this Aries, it's like fiery, you know, positive moving, spiritual leadership initiative. It's a cardinal sign energy. And Aries new moon, you know, at, at the moment leading up to the new moon, and I would say up to three days afterward, it always is asking us to let go of something, right? Mm. So with Aries, what we probably want to look at, and so I feel like, you know, with the new moon, in order to really have a cogent, congruent intention for your life, you got to first let go of the old stuff mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in that part of your chart. And so I can't see everybody's chart from here, but... For all of us with Aries, Aries is the sign that's seeking an identity. That's kind of the secret, astrological secrets of Aries, is Aries is looking for its identity. And so Aries sun natives, the way they do it is they ram off into this direction and then they get bored or it's not working out. So they ram off in another direction and they're just following these impulses. And that's how they learn who they really are. That's how they individuate. We are a world, a society in need of individuation. And I know that mm-hmm. goes against the whole woke woke religion thing. You know, we're all supposed to be the same and all have groupthink. But really, right, no, so many of us are trapped in junior high school emotional um, intelligence mentality. So that's how I would look at that Aries New Moon. Well, that's where we got hit with a lot of conditioning, right? A lot of stuff is targeted at kids to make them believe that the most important thing in life is to fit in, to be popular, 
to not, you know, draw attention to yourself because then you might get made fun of, ridiculed, bullied. So the best thing you can do is just kind of disappear and blend into the crowd and be the same as everybody else. Don't stand out, you know. And um, so then that really ramps up, I think, around... um, you know, going into preteen, teenage years, and yeah. and people still doing that stuff in uh, in college. You know, you know, probably trying to be a little bit edgier in college. But uh, yeah. I got news for you, babe. People are still doing it. You know, <laughs> in adulthood. No, yeah, you look I at mean, the last two years, right? right. I mean, no, there are so many folks. It's really sad, but it's a reality that many, many people are. Um, emotionally retarded in the sense that they never got past this thing of needing to feel safe in the group, yeah. you know? So it's, which, which uh, is why social media works so well. It works so well. The people who develop that shit, they've, they've got some genius level folks in their employ that sit around like huge groups of people just sit around thinking all day, focus like really intensely on how can we make this more manipulative and addictive yeah you know so if you're using that shit you need to be aware you're being programmed yeah a hundred percent of the time you're being programmed yeah period so you got to go in if you if you do go in with your eyes wide open and shield yourself and clear yourself you know anyway I'll, i'll stop preaching but that just you know, the fact that people don't understand, you know, what's going on with media. They think social media isn't like the same as TV. No, it's exactly the same as TV. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> are Netflix and Hulu, if I watch TV channels but on my computer, that's different though, right? Oh, yeah, it's totally different. Okay. So Netflix is fine. It's not TV at all. No, of course, it's exactly the same. You're still being programmed. You're still absolutely being programmed. Well, that changes things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. But so look, this when when we say this is World War Three, we're not being bombastic or dramatic. This Mm-mm. really is World War Three. It's an information war. It's a spiritual war. We're starting to see components of it as a physical war as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, we have to be. We have to be ready to fight and ready to, like, you know, be in top shape, I think. And, look, it's a challenge, you know, especially after the last couple of years. But um, that's one of the things that I think this energy of April, it's spring, you know, it's like we want to be in our bodies. We want to be out in nature. We want to be hanging out with the flowers and digging in the dirt and just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're in a psychological and spiritual war... You know, what do you think, where do you think the weapons are? Do you think it's a nuke coming from Russia? No, it's, it's the thing on the screen in your hand. Oh, wait, Russian, <laughs> Russian misinformation, right? That's what you're talking about. Right, but it's like, we need to be aware that, you know, these things that we've become dependent on have been weaponized. Yeah, you know, by it's, Putin, it's right? nothing is neutral. By Putin. <laughs> Why are you putting that into the conversation? 
Because, you, you know, he's driving up all the prices and stuff, and um, yeah, he's going to hey, starve everybody. Oh, awesome. We finally got a scapegoat. Oh, to, uh, Dude, we missed know. Orange Man so badly. I, mean, I know. It's like, I've been looking for someone to blame for all my price gouging and my fake, you know, shortages Skimplation. and the fact that I'm the one burning up all this shit, you know, and yeah. ah, here we go, a convenient scapegoat. Okay. Anyway, uh, back to this Aries energy. Yeah. So you want me to just talk a little bit about the astrology in the first half of the month and then you yeah. kind of, okay. We've got uh, Mars and Saturn. So Mars, the ruler of Aries, is conjunct Saturn in Aquarius on Monday the 4th. And, you know, that's one of those um, interesting kind of aspects. Like you would think, knowing a little bit about astrology, Mars, Saturn, bad, right? I mean, it's mm. the two bad boys. Yeah. And, but Saturn rules Aquarius. So, um, you know, he's good there. Mars is, you know, in a sign that's sextile Aries. So he's going to do pretty well, Mars, in, a, in an air sign. And I think the thing about Mars Saturn, because I, I know I've got quite a few clients with Mars Saturn natally, you know, and I, I, in the beginning, like when I was starting out, I was always like, oh, this person's going to be like a serial killer or just a narcissist <laughs> or really, just really messed up, you know? But they're people that get things done. They get shit done, yeah. And so this is a good, this week with the Aries new moon and then that Mars-Saturn conjunction on the 4th, it's a good week for getting really clear about who am I, again, Aries, right? Who do I want to be? Who do I know myself to be? If I could get, you know, get through all the programming and all the trauma about having to belong and being shamed and ridiculed and all that stuff... You know, who do I want to be and where does my energy want to go? And Aquarius is about creating, you know, an enlightened world, right? So mm. I feel like that's a strong um, aspect that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it can be really positive if we're aware of it, you know? And so we, what mm. we want to do is Mars channel our energy, anger, assertiveness, aggression into Saturn and Aquarius being our own individual authority, being the authority mm. of our individual experience so that we can then actually be part of a collective that is enlightened. Because mm. mm -hmm. as Eric Francis at Planet Waves has pointed out many, many times, you can't be, you can't have a positive group or a positive collective if nobody's individuated. Mm -hmm. If everybody's just in a mass mentality, it's always going to end up negative. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is a really strong energy um, on Thursday and Friday, we've got Mercury in Aries sextiling Saturn and Mars. So that's going to really help us think about things, you know, think about that, how we can use our energy and where our energy wants to go, how we can structure it in a positive way. It's going to really bring us some courage. And then um, on Tuesday the 12th, we have the day that a lot of people have been waiting for, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. Both wow. ruling planets of Pisces conjunct in Pisces. <laughs> Hasn't happened in a long time. Wow. Yeah. Sounds so, dreamy. Yeah, it's a good, it's, I mean, that's a lucky, fortunate energy. You know, it's a great energy. And so that's going to be building up really from the start of the month. And so that's in the background, you know, what we want to do with that, I feel like, is really focus on, it's like that fire sermon I keep going back to that you preached uh, a couple months ago, I want to <laughs> say. Where, you know, our currency is our energy and attention. And so that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction on the 12th is an opportunity to building up to that, really focusing our energy 
our attention, what we're daydreaming about, what we're the images that we're, you know, putting our Mars energy into. And, you know, it's a chance to really see some things come to fruition, maybe not on that day, but in the days and weeks to follow. Would you say it's a good day to kind of just go out and get wasted and do some gambling? (laughs) You know, doing some gambling. Oh, yeah. Going to the casino, get real drunk at the casino. (laughs) Who was the first riverboat gambler? (laughs) Man. Man. Yeah. Or get really, yeah. Get really, get really high and watch Netflix. (laughs) Like binge watch, I think. Yeah. Put your attention on that. Man, your sense of timing is. Immaculate. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking, is it time for us to take a little break? It really is. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a short break. This is brought to you by Cosmic Fire Soundcheck. Real, though. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's crank this shit up. Show me what you can do for me. Just crank up the old summer. Hello. Hello. Hi. Turn me up and turn Turn me me down. down. Turn me up. Turn me up, turn me up, and turn me down. <laughs> that song, I think that's not quite the tune, but whatever. Turn me up, turn me up, turn me up, turn me down, turn me up, turn me up, We just wrote an instant classic there. <laughs> That's going to be our uh, commercial for the day. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we're back with more of the Cosmic Fire podcast coming at you with an April forecast and so much more, if I do say so much. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> um, Unwrap so we it. just we just heard uh, about some really positive astrology happening in the first part of the month. And it's interesting um, what you were saying about the whole Mars and Saturn and Aquarius thing, because when I was tuning into the collective energy and themes that I was seeing potentially coming up for uh, further exploration in the inner world realms, I really was seeing a lot of throat and crown energy coming up. And so I was like, what's that all about? And what I was seeing was this picture of, um, you know, a literal crown and that inner authority and sovereignty. And what does that mean? Um, For me, you know, we've been, a lot of this has been poisoned because well, I see that it's been poisoned for many people, this idea of authority, because there's this insane belief in this world <laughs> that's out there <laughs> purposefully to convince people that there is such a thing that's even possible as another person having authority over you. So we come to have this poisoned idea of what authority is. And to me, when I look at that, I just see the word author, you know, so I'm like, who's the author? Who's writing the story? Who's crafting the narrative? Who gets to say what this means, you know, and what is important and who I am and what I'm doing and why it matters, et cetera, et cetera. Who's writing that story? Is that you? Well, 
oftentimes no. And the people that we've looked to or had to see as external authority figures oftentimes haven't done a very good job of being good leaders or even good people. And, uh, you know, so we got trust issues, right? We got trust issues with authority um, and this idea of sovereignty. I don't think people even understand what the fuck it is a lot of times, you know, but basically it's like in the word itself, it's saying that you are the highest ruler or there's no ruler over you. You are the highest, right? Which of course, like that would mean like as far as on this human realm, um, but we're all created with these God-given capacities, abilities, and basic universal rights that nobody can actually grant or take away. Um, it's just how it works in this realm. It's a universal law. If you want to say it comes from creator, if you just want to say that's how the universe operates, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change the fact that these things exist. So in that reality, nobody actually gets to tell anybody else what to do. Like it can't happen without consent. So there's the reason I'm talking about all this is because if we can align with the truth of creation, that we were all created in this way that nobody else really has authority over us and we can get rid of some of the psychic trash, which is maybe what we're getting rid of on this new moon, right? To be able to step into that new intention. Maybe there's an opportunity here to take out the psychic trash around all of the places where we mistrusted ourselves. And hey, maybe we weren't trustworthy because we didn't learn from trustworthy uh, you know, leaders or people that we saw as authority figures, you know, our parents were probably trash, you know, and their parents were probably trash. And I'll say that to their face. Um, but, you know, so we got these trust issues. So maybe we need to let go of some of these ideas of what authority is, what sovereignty is, what leadership is, you know, and have some discernment about what is true about that energy and what is some bullshit beliefs that, you know, we probably had to buy into just to survive in this world as small children. Um, so I just want to put this on everyone's radar that if you're going, if you're in this, in the energy of the lie of separation and disconnection from the truth, from, you know, what is real about your nature, you will go into a state of confusion. And in that state, you're not going to be trustworthy. You're not going to have good discernment. You're not going to be a good leader. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be in your inner authority. Um, and you're probably going to, but you will secretly or not so secretly seek to have to control everyone else. But when you're really in your inner authority, you don't seek to control others. 
you control the only thing you can control, which is yourself. And, you know, like DK was saying, if we each do this for ourselves, we will create a society and a world that's actually just, you know, because we're all, we have a state of internal monarchy where we're just the ruler of ourselves, which is the only thing that we have a right to rule over in reality. So I think there's a really big opportunity for this. And so I invite everyone to tune into your throat and your crown um, when you want to look at this energy and and see what's in there, you know, and, and follow the energy and see where it leads and and where you maybe picked up some of these issues with toxic authority figures, external authority, and take out some of that trash. Give your inner child some love and validation. Show up as the good parent, the good leader, and, and teach them, you know, the right thing to do. Because there's a huge opportunity to release all these old beliefs related to confusion and chaos that comes from that separation mindset. And this confusion and chaos is going to keep ramping up in the world until each one of us claims our true birth rate. And this is it, you know, or this is part of it anyway, is this energy. And I really feel like this Aries energy that we're in right now can help us to align with that truth. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I always say about Saturn that Saturn, you know, is the archetype of authority and structure. And Saturn basically says, until you claim your inner authority and prove that you can handle it, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be subject to other authorities. But what I, and that's what I heard you saying is we have been taught you know, gener- I mean, this is epigenetic trauma too. I mean, it goes back generations and generations, but we as individuals have been taught since childhood that we can't trust ourselves to be the authority. And so we have consented to give our authority over to the government or the church or our group on social media, you know, and it's like people got really upset when I pointed some of that stuff out during COVID, you know, but it's like, this, whatever the group is doing, that's what I have to do. And we're seeing the, the outpicturing of that in the world now, you know, and it's, yeah. not a, it's not a good thing. It's not good for anybody, including the people who seem to be benefiting from it because, you know, they're just accruing more and more karma to themselves and they're not happy. They may be rich oh, or, power, you know, seemingly powerful, but they're the most miserable. Look at those hum- people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> They look horrible. I mean, not to name any names, but like Nancy Pelosi or uh, oh my god, know, George Soros. George, oh, like, oh, what somebody call them? Nut, nut sack eyes or something <laughs> like that. I mean, they just look so deeply possessed and yeah. so fucked up. And so you know, um, we can help put them out of their misery by taking this burden of micromanaging the universe. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you said too about, you know, that that's when you feel the need to control life or control the people and situations around you in a really negative, obsessive way. Yeah. Is because, and it, you know, and again, it's not your fault that you 
got that sense of not being able to trust yourself or trust authority, right? Yeah. But what we have to do is heal, yeah, heal that trauma and step into our power, step into our authority. Right. And then you don't need to control the people around you. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. Right, right. I mean, I don't, you know, kids don't ask for this <clears throat> bullshit, you know, but it happens. And then as adults, it is 100% our responsibility to heal it, to deal with it, to heal it, whatever the fuck happened to us, you know, whatever the programming or the trauma you know, it's, it, I can't, you know, some, some people say, well, you know, as a soul, we chose all of this, you know, my inner child's like, fuck you. <laughs> I did not choose that. So I'm not going to say that to her, but I am going to say as the adult, I will take a hundred percent responsibility. And you know what? Then Saturn's going to have my back, you know, cause I, you know, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, yeah. you can't have the power without taking the responsibility yeah so and you know man this is like i i think for a lot of us we care so deeply you know and we really want our friends and family and loved ones to get it but we you know this there's a really similar thing at work here and i'm talking to myself you know um with this one but when i focus on my own inner authority and my own inner guidance and impulse. I don't have to heal my partner or my mom or my friend. You know, I don't have to get them to like wake up and how we get them to wake up is by being authentic and modeling that for people. Our dog <laughs> is being authentic right now. He's like, man, it is so past dinner time and you guys are just teaching me that I can't trust authority here. <laughs> We're almost done, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, this is just reminding me, too, that um, there's a great um, process for inner child healing in the Cosmic Fire Shop called Emotional Rescue. So if you're uns unsure of how you take responsibility as the adult to heal all the childhood stuff, that's a great starting point, I think, for you know, having a positive relationship with your inner child and teaching them what a loving adult would actually do, um, which is tricky, you know, because we weren't modeled that, uh, most of us. So um, anyway, I got a couple other things that wanted to come through for this uh, psychic weather report. Um, there's something I wanted to put on people's radar about... Um, when you are really in alignment with the truth of oneness and source energy, it's a very transpersonal kind of vibe. It's like you will be more of your true self or your I am presence than ever before. And it's going to transcend a lot of petty ego bullshit. It's like this, um, I always think of Aries as like this pure creative spark and there's this fearlessness right and it's like it reminds me of like a, a, a soul like coming to be um incarnated in this realm where it's just a crazy shit show of like really dense energy and perversion and everything's inverted and upside down crazy backwards world and you got to figure it all out right and you're like 
yeah, man, check this out. I'm going to jump into the, and people are like, no, no, you're going to earth. Are you fucking kidding me? But that kind of just diving in head first, there's something about this that I feel like we can tap into um, just remembering the self as soul, as source energy and consciousness, it's going to help transcend some petty bullshit um, and distractions so we can really feel bold about taking some real kinds of leadership steps for ourselves, our inner children, um, our our lives, our, our relationships, but just kind of starting with ourselves. And what are the things that we really need to do? And we all know what it is. We've all got a fucking list, probably a mile long of all these things we need to do, right? But there are some that are just like kind of poking at us. So whatever those things are that you've been kind of just snoozing on, this is a great time to really get fired up about creating now. Like, get off your ass and do the damn thing. Who cares if it's perfect? Who cares what anybody else thinks about what you're doing? Uh, I mean, especially who cares about what anybody else is thinking. You know, we got to stop worrying about that. And I think, you know, this Aries energy is going to really help with that. I when I tune into that like Mars Saturn vibe in Aquarius, that really says to me like I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks about. I mean, Aquarius. That's one of the things that I like about where Aquarius can go. It can really go to a place of I've already made up my mind, and this is what I'm doing, and nobody else can tell me what to do because I'm tapped into the universal mind and that's the message I got and I'm sticking to it. Um, anyway. And I'm a fixed sign and I'm not changing. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Why would I? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have a lot more I could say about this, but I feel like it's a great time to take another quick break and then come back for the rest of the monthly forecast. Sounds good. Okay. Hey everybody, it's Phoenix, and I'm just popping in here to let you know that if you want to reclaim your sovereignty, why don't you head over to the Cosmic Fire shop at cosmicfire.org shop and find yourself a little recording there called Reclaim Your Sovereignty with DK Brainerd. He's going to walk you through a process where you're just going to be revoking contracts all day long and reclaiming your sovereignty. So check it out. Cosmicfire.org slash shop. All right. So uh, I've been trying to be quiet. I've actually been muting myself, so I won't be tempted <laughs> to jump in and interrupt the flow. We just have had a kind of a crazy day and we're trying to get this done. So, but I do want to say that what you were saying before the break really reminded me of those middlemen, you know, that are sitting out there on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So while you're out, get, get off your ass and come down here, because rock and roll ain't no riddle, man. Mm-mm. To me, it makes good, good sense. <laughs> good sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's obviously a rock and roll podcast. Yeah. Rock and roll McDonald's. <laughs> 
got a little plug for McDonald's Wesley Willis. Is a place to rock. <laughs> Detroit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of brings us back full circle to the start of this podcast, but anyway, it's all good. So I got really, um, you know, there's a couple other things going on. Real quick, um, Venus moves into Pisces on Tuesday the 5th. So um, we're going to be, you know, just falling for all the worst kinds of trash romantically. (laughs) (laughs) JK. Um, But yeah, you know, kind of keep your one eye open all the time there. Mercury moves into Taurus on the 10th and then whips through Taurus, moving into Gemini on the 29th. And Mars moves into Pisces out of Aquarius on Thursday the 14th, mid-month. We get a Libra full moon on Saturday the 16th. Uh, Sunday is Easter, Sunday the 17th. And, you know, regardless of your religious orientation, that's a big day. In fact, we're in the season of sacrifice, right, leading up to Beltane. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, if you believe in that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's a lot of uh, occult ritual stuff taking place. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so we want to do our rituals to um, affirm what's good and beautiful and true. And that's what we've been talking about so far in this report. Mercury uh, Uranus are conjunct on Easter on Sunday, the 17th and their sextile Venus and Pisces. That's a really, another really positive energy signature that I see coming in. So, um, you know, great for like kind of radical breakthrough, innovative insights, mental freedom, freeing yourself from mental slavery Venus and Pisces brings this universal love component to it. So I love that. Sun moves into Taurus on Tuesday the 19th. So it's like spring is officially sprung at that point. And on the 30th, we have the first eclipse of the year, which is a Taurus solar eclipse. It's at 10 and a half degrees Taurus. And... It kind of looks pretty good, man. I mean, I'm not an eclipse enthusiast, you know, um, but it's just the, the moon is exalted in Taurus. That eclipse n- makes no negative aspects to anything major or even somewhat fairly minor. Um, you know, so it's a clear energy. Taurus is the sign of the earth. It's close enough to Uranus to be kind of take in that Uranus and Taurus energy. So I think it's a great opportunity to kind of rewrite your individual story and and so doing rewrite the collective story and you know it's a kind of similar theme to the aries theme but bringing it into a grounded earth related earth focused way so you know great time to be growing things to be out in the world to be kayaking or mountain climbing hiking whatever it is that you love to do but just being in communion with nature is really powerful and i believe uranus and taurus you know, they're going to try to create another Dust Bowl, right? As I keep saying, <laughs> because uh, last Uranus and Taurus, that was the Dust Bowl era. But the positive side of Uranus and Taurus is breaking through or breaking free or, or finding release from old negative patterns and moving into a relationship with healthy, natural pleasure. I mean, so it's like eating good foods that you grow in your garden. You know, it's all the beautiful things that are available, beautiful, healthy, nourishing things that make you feel good, right? Mm. That are a part of um, what I believe that we are meant to be experiencing all the time. So I, I feel like it's a really positive energy as far as eclipses go. The other reason for for feeling positively about it is that Venus and Jupiter, the two benefic planets in astrology, 
are conjunct in Pisces on the same day of the eclipse. In fact, about um, half an hour, 45 minutes after the exact eclipse. So there's not really strong, there's kind of a, a semi-square um, between the eclipse and Venus and Jupiter, not a really strong aspect, but Venus is the ruler of Taurus where the eclipse is. So she has a very exalted place in this picture and Jupiter's in his rulership sign and Venus is exalted in Pisces. It's a really beautiful energy. So it's been a while since I've been able to say that about any astrology. You know, I mean, it's just been a grim couple of years for the most part, but I feel like there's a lot of um, positive opportunities for fulfillment and for, you know, feeling like we're coming out of this dark period. I mean, World War III is going to keep going for a while. Yeah. You know, that's the the big picture astrology. But this is an opportunity, I feel like, to to really strengthen, nourish ourselves, get get into that sense of like, hey, I'm on the right path. I know I'm heading in the right direction. I'm building up my self-esteem. I'm building my inner authority. I'm recreating my communities by connecting with other people who are doing the same, you know, who have a similar vision. So I think it's a as far as Eclipses go, you know, eclipses are like, they accelerate processes that have been going on in the background. So if you got anything at 10 degrees of the fixed signs, you know, within five degrees either way, you're probably going to feel this more strongly than other people. But the, there are opportunities to really, um, I, I think Taurus solar eclipses especially can actually move you in the physical world. You know, so it's like if you've been looking to move, you know, you're in a bad living situation that eclipse could be just a blast of energy that, you know, the next day you're like, oh, man, I just got offered to live in this great place that I want to live in. So a lot of positive things are, um, I think, possible from that. Yeah. You know, I was thinking as you were <laughs> saying that, that, wow, so that's um, evening or the day before Beltane, right? May Day, May 1st, which is a huge occult holiday, right? So, I mean, it's a old school, you know, pagan religious holiday. And there are like nefarious folks out there who use these kinds of PowerPoints of the year to do their dark magic and ritual work, right? So it's definitely a good time to um, be really, really, really careful about, you know, what you're getting yourself into if you're doing any kind of magical work, you know, very easy for your shit to get harvested or for other things to kind of ride on it if you're not being super discerning. So I just want to put that on folks' radar, you know, because there are a lot of people playing around with this stuff that have no fucking idea what they're doing. Yeah, man, if you don't, if, if, if you haven't trained with somebody who actually has real authority and real integrity, which cuts out, you know, most, most of which schools, <laughs> mystery schools, et cetera, and practiced under supervision yeah. for, let's say, 20 or 30 years, don't do an don't do a ritual on an eclipse. Come on, dude. I know, and like so many people get excited about this, and then they think I'm being kind of a, a bummer, you know, Eeyore, like raining on their parade. And I'm just trying to keep people from fucking themselves up or fucking up other people. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, let me real quick. Yeah. I mean, like if you want to write down some stuff that you want to let go of and bury yeah. it in the earth or burn it or whatever, yeah, that's fine. I'm, that's but fine. I'm talking yeah. about calling in entities and you know yeah. Venus. Just no. Yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, even if you do have a lot of training, like, are you sure that? the entities and the people you're working with are really of the true organic light of creation, you know, because there's a lot of fake ass stuff out there that's just harvesting people's energy. Anyway, so I was thinking about that as you were sharing about the positive aspects of this eclipse. And what I was uh, seeing or hearing from you is that this importance of actually connecting with things in the real world, you know, and you're talking about connecting. So what I was getting from that is that, you know, some of the ways that we can, I I think the most effective way right now that we can uh, sidestep some of these booby traps and energy harvesting and all the weird illusory bullshit going on and all the cul-de-sacs and all the weird rabbit holes we could go down and get lost in. The way we can stay out of that is by actually connecting with things in the real world, talking to real people, touching the real earth, like doing real things, creating things in the material world instead of getting lost in this virtual uh, fantasy world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most of our people are doing that, right? I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know that the folks who are staying grounded and staying clear and and feeling okay about, you know, what they're creating in the world, they are doing that. Yeah. Man, I our, just, our dog is crying so piteously. It's yeah, really... <laughs> his dinner is so overdue, man. I know. Like he's trying to be good. I know. He's, he's staying grounded in he's the physical like, reality like, of, it's time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a good Taurus energy there. It is. Yeah. It really is. Well, on that note, uh, maybe we should go do something in the real world, like make Probably. ourselves some delicious food. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks so much for tuning in. We love you. Um, we tried to keep it focused this time. I, <laughs> I want to just give my inner child a pat on the back for muting himself and just making his comments in his head. <laughs> But uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, a much more rambly, maybe, hopefully. I hope so. Podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> this one yeah. was way too coherent. No, yeah, this was great, though. I mean, I think this is such a powerful opportunity right now, and we really want you to take advantage of it, you know, because yeah. we're, we're the people who are creating the new world. I mean, nobody's going to do it for us, and a lot of people aren't awake enough to realize what's going on yet, or they're still just in so much cognitive dissonance, so... We're the leaders, you know, we're the vanguard and let's do it and let's have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just ram out there and who gives a fuck what anybody thinks (laughs) about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.